Food bloggers, hi, how are you today? Thank you so much for tuning in to the Eat Blog Talk podcast. This is the place for food bloggers to get information and inspiration to accelerate your blog's growth and ultimately help you to achieve your freedom, whether that's financial, personal, or professional. I'm Megan Porta, and I've been a food blogger for over 12 years. I understand how isolating food blogging can be at times. I'm on a mission to motivate, inspire, and most importantly, let each and every food blogger, including you, know that you are heard and supported. Karen Collins joins me here in this episode from Kitchen Divas, and she is about to inspire you as she did me. She brings such an amazing, inspiring, encouraging, motivating story to the table. She has MS and she runs a food blog, but also other successful businesses alongside her blog while managing MS and being a wife and a mom and other things. In the episode, we talk about how, yes, for her, MS is a challenge, but for the rest of us, we have challenges too. And that might just be, you're a tired mom. That in itself is truly a challenge. So we talk about ways to kind of navigate this food blogging journey, being a human and just living life and having tiredness in your life and sleep deprivation and anxiety, depression, like fill in the blank there, we can all relate to the topics that Karen brings to the table. This is definitely more of an inspiring conversation as opposed to delivering pure information, but valuable and a topic that does not get discussed enough in our space. So I feel this is very important for all of us to listen to. This is episode number 446, and it is sponsored by Rank IQ. Food bloggers, are you wanting to tap into additional revenue and improve your site experience for users? Chicory might be a great solution for you. Chicory is a leading monetization platform for food bloggers, enabling you to integrate highly relevant, shoppable ads into your recipe content and earn revenue from top CPG brands. Chicory's hyper-contextual ads and shoppable technology will help you improve your site experience and engagement, allowing your readers to go from inspiration to checkout in just a few clicks. Enjoy easy installation and ongoing access to the Chicory team at zero cost to you. Chicory makes it easy to track your earnings, optimize your blog content using recipe insights, and connect with its team. Plus, with integrations with leading ad networks such as Mediavine and 60-plus retailers, Chicory makes it so simple to get started earning revenue today. Head to eblogtalk.com forward slash resources and click the Chicory link to get started. Scroll down to the Chicory logo, click the button that says learn more about Chicory, or you can go to chicory.co slash food bloggers to learn more and sign up. That's chicory.co slash food bloggers. Karen started her blog with a severe disability. She turned it into a success so she knows anyone can do it. She is a blogger as well as a social media manager with bloggers with over 2 million followers. She is proud to also run a video business as well that shoots food videos. Karen added the title blog coach to her list of skills and offerings, and she does it all from a wheelchair. Hello, Karen. How are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. And you? I'm good too. I'm super excited to chat with you and connect and yeah, learn from you. So before we dig into that though, our topic, 
which is blogging with challenges of any kind, just life in general sometimes, we would love to know if you have a fun fact to share. Well, either way, it's a fun fact, kind of. It's not really a fun fact, but my, the fact is, is that I run my businesses from a wheelchair. I have multiple sclerosis and most people don't know it. And I don't let it kind of define me, but it is, it's something that people are always shocked when they hear it. Yeah. Well, I love that you don't let it define you and that it's just kind of a fact, right? Like this is part of my life. Yeah. And that kind of ties into our chat today, just kind of blogging with challenges in general. You have your own unique set of challenges. And honestly, like we all have our set of challenges on some level. So I think this will apply to many people. But first, before we get into that topic, why don't you just give us a little background on your blog? And I know you have some other businesses, so tell us about those as well. Okay, well, first I have my blog, kitchendivas.com. It was started in 2016. And as I guess something to give me or to give me something to do, Um, my husband encouraged me because everyone always asked for my recipes. I was a high school teacher and it just gave me another outlet to help to teach and for my sanity, I think. So we started Kitchen Divas and then I started foodbloggervideos.com because I needed videos made. And then we ended up getting a, a bunch of teams together and now we make videos regularly. And I also am a social media manager. So I've got bloggers with over 2 million followers as well as my own. I don't have 2 million followers. but. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I manage bloggers, we manage I manage a video company and the food blog all in one. So in a nutshell, you've got a lot going on. You have a very robust business with different aspects. So it's not like you're putting up one blog recipe a week. It like you've got all a lot on your plate. Yes, most definitely. Yes. Most definitely. Yes. And then I want to hear about, because I know that you use cooking as kind of a therapeutic thing and that um, is a key in your life, right? Can you tell us more about that? No, well, I found that I suffered some traumas when I was younger and I have post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, and cooking was always a therapy for me. I mean, cooking my whole life has been almost a therapy. When I was young, I used to spend time with my grandmothers cooking, cooking with them, learning from them. Even one of my grandmothers, we used to cut articles out of magazines and make the recipes together and talk about how they could be better. When I was away at school or not close to them, we'd both make the recipe and then compare notes on the phone. And it was a a wonderful outlet for me growing up. And then as I've gotten sicker, it just makes me feel good to still be able to teach, to share, to create. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It, it's just, it, it calms my mind. Oh. Yeah. Food, I love it. Amazing. amazing. Yeah. It is amazing what food can do, right? Just the, pre- the preparation of it the thought that goes into it, the love that goes into it, and also the enjoyment of it. There's so much there. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. I mean, food brings people together on so many different levels. And it's like, I can't remember if it was Glada Glada De Laurentiis or Anthony Bourdain or somebody. And they said that nourishment, it's nourishment of the soul and body, and it's truly love. And 
I totally agree with that sentiment. So you mentioned your grandmother. Is it grandmother or did you have two grandmothers that you shared cooking with? I was lucky enough to um, have two grandmothers. One was from Denmark and one was from England. So you can imagine the cooking and and the baby completely different. But yeah, and, and, you know, one grandmother was more concerned with flavor and finish and looking how things looked. Whereas the other grandmother from England was more of it tastes good. And, you know, she her priorities were different. So you have kind of a full gamut of different food flavors and priorities and probably methods too, right? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, that's really, really cool and something that a lot of us don't have. So that's a huge blessing, I think, just something to treasure. Yes, I will most definitely. Yeah. And I find even food brings memories. Like I, when I eat her soup and make her soup, one of my grandmothers to this mm. day, it's, I, it's like I can, her essence for that moment, I just have a smile on my face and I want to give that to other people too. Oh my gosh. That's so sweet. I love that. Yeah. The essence of your grandmother and her cooking and memories with her and all of that. So, so cool to learn about your history and your blog and your businesses. And you mentioned a little bit earlier about having MS. Yes. And so we can kind of learn about, or I'll ask you about some of your challenges associated with that. But before I get to that, also you were a teacher, correct? And you moved from being a teacher to being a food blogger? Yes. I used to teach students that didn't function or couldn't function in the regular school system in a warehouse space. Basically, they were behavior, kids that had behavior issues. A lot of them had assaulted a principal or a teacher, and then they had to do some time with me. And if they were successful, I could get them reintegrated back into regular school. And I loved it. I was meant to do, like, that was what I thought I was meant to do. And I was meant to do it until my health notified me that a career change was in order and it just became too much with the the multiple sclerosis to do unfortunately yeah so it seemed like a natural fit to go to food blogging your love for cooking and food and your history with it and I'm assuming that it's still a great fit and you're still loving it every moment every moment I get up well I get up in the morning and the first thing I do is, you know, make sure that everything is running smoothly and, you know, what's up and coming. And and because of the other businesses, the deadlines and, and I've had to, as I, as I've gotten sicker, I have to do things differently now. So it's like, you always have to adjust to the new normal. Oh my gosh. Yes. I think a lot of us can relate to that. Just having to be more efficient with our energy and our time and streamlining our lives is so vital as a food blogger because more and more gets put on our plate, more platforms emerge, more clients, more traffic. I mean, it's a constant thing in our journeys, right? For sure. And the changes, I mean, all the changes changes, that are occurring with Google and, and, it, it's it's crazy how they one year you have to do a post this way and then the next year they say well we're going to do it this way now and then you've got to go back and make changes and you're thinking wow I just did that so there's quite a bit of frustration being a food blogger too yeah it, I mean honestly there really is just kind of have to roll with that and accept it as part of this job and journey yep Definitely. yeah so 
Let's talk a little bit about, so you have physical challenges that are limiting, and I just want to address that this can be, we can all relate to this on some level, whether it's anxiety, whether it's a mental challenge or depression, or maybe you have kids who have special needs like I do, or you have an autistic child like I do, or like whatever, this doesn't necessarily have to be a discussion about MS or a physical limitation. This can be just maybe you're overwhelmed by life or your food blog, you know? So I want everyone to come into this feeling like they're part of the conversation, but you are going to share a little bit about your unique perspective. So I guess, Karen, what challenges would you say come with having MS and food blogging I guess we'll start there. What challenge? Okay, with it, with my MS, I used to be right-handed, and now I've been forced to switch everything to being left-handed. Again, I can't walk the same. But luckily, I have a, a wheelchair that goes up and down, so I'm still able to cook at the stove. I'm still able to create. I have a I have a deal with my husband though now. No more chopping food. <laughs> I was st- I'm so stubborn and I kept wanting to cut and slice things and I, I kept cutting myself. So we have a oh, no. Now. no more no more chopping food. So I have to <laughs> I have to meal plan a little, but I, I still get it done. I still test the recipes before they go live. I um, don't stir like I used to and it, it is what it is. I, I just do my best and some days are great and some days aren't. And I think what's common no matter what whether it's your, you know, your child that perhaps has an illness or a condition or whether you have a condition, I think at the, we all have to be kind to ourselves and you also have to be patient with yourself and you have to forgive yourself. And it's like, I wake up in the morning and if it's not the day to do things, I can't get upset with myself. I just do what I can do that day and it will wait. The things that won't wait, usually I try and set them up on days when I feel really good because with MS, it's kind of up and down for me, depending how I slept that night or whatever happens. But at first I used to try and push through it and it made me sicker. And my friend said, why? Like, And so I I started realizing that I wasn't treating myself with kindness. It was like I, I, I still expected myself to be the way things were. And, and the the reality is they're just not. So I found that I was, I was happier when I made Mm. peace with that. And, And now I just, I do what I can do and get as much done as I can. I'm really glad that you mentioned the sleep because that can be an issue for anyone. If you're not getting good sleep, it can totally affect me personally. It can affect my performance, whether it's like editing audio or editing photo. I mean, it can be like a minuscule task in your business, but it can still affect me. So just like that is a huge thing any of us can suffer from not sleeping well. And I just love, Karen, that you just decided to kind of accept and embrace where you're at in any given day. That is such a huge lesson for the rest of us because we often try to fight it, right? We're like, okay, I didn't sleep well, but I'm going to do this anyway. I'm going to push through it. And then at the end of the day, we're disappointed, we're frustrated, we're even more tired, and we just have setbacks because of that. It's true. Yeah. 
And and why? Because the reality is, as a food blogger, we are we are our own boss. I mean, you know, we make I make my husband makes a joke that I'm Google's mistress because I have to do whatever Google wants, you know, that kind of thing. But the reality is, is that if we don't want to do something on that day or we can't, it really is okay to do it on another day. And I'm not talking about, you know, a sponsored posts where you have deadline, like thing. I'm, I'm talking about day-to-day activities. Most of them can wait and then get done properly when everything is working properly. Absolutely. Now, what about those times when it can't wait? So if somebody else is depending on you, you have a call to show up. I have this frequently where I'm like, well, I have to be on this call. How do you manage your energy during those circumstances? I just do my best and I'm okay with it. I have, depending on who it is, my clients all know that I do have multiple sclerosis. They all know that there are times when, you know, I I don't feel well, but most people, when you're honest and you lead and and you just say, I don't feel well today, but I'm here and I'm going to do my best. That's enough for people. Just that, you know what I mean? Ooh. So you just, you don't, it, it's when you try to fake it. Yeah. That then things just get messed right up. Isn't it interesting that we try just kind of collectively as humans, we try to mask those things. Like I have to show up and appear to be on or perfect today when that is not the case. If I were to show up for one of my weekly mastermind calls and just say, like, if I didn't sleep well and I'm my words aren't coming, I can just say that, right? And people yeah. are going to not only understand, but they're going to support me and be like, oh, we've got you, you know, we'll we'll cover today, that sort of thing. Yes. Yeah. Why do you think we do that? Why do we try to mask our imperfections or our, you know, like sleep? It happens to all of us. Why can't we just embrace that? I don't know. I wish I did it sooner. I mean, I didn't tell people for the longest time that I was sick on the blog. I thought it was something that they, well, social media, sometimes they can be mean. And I was always worried that what are they going to think? What are they going to say? Will people still follow me? Will they want to eat my food? And then it becomes a very personal thing too to share. You know, I went through a time when I stopped teaching when I was quite depressed and sad and because I'd worked so hard. I loved my job. And I think that's why my husband was like, just put the recipes online, try it, see what happens, because I needed something to do. And I think the biggest mistake that people make is they just do nothing. When anyone, anyone can put together a blog, it's just, if you're willing to put in the hard work, it will, you will be rewarded. It's just, it's not an if, it's a when, you know? Yeah, I do know. Yep. I love that. That is great, encouraging bit of advice there. What do you do when you do receive those hard comments that are just unnecessary and harsh? Do you not read them? Do you delete them? Do you have a strategy for that? Actually, I read them and I answer. And a lot of times people are mean out of ignorance or sometimes they just want the reaction out of you. And I found, okay, one of my videos on YouTube, the one of the ones that are responsible for actually getting me enough followers so that I would get ads on YouTube, they shared it because they said it looked awful. Now, when I say looked awful, that's probably not even a comment that was included in all of the comments. They were horrid. 
Like oh. it was mean, but, and, and I thought, and I started answering them and I was just being kind. And I said, it was our first video or second video that we did. The lighting wasn't great. It's true, but the recipe is phenomenal. You just got to try it. And, you know, and it went, I think it went like 800,000 people. Oh my gosh. It because it That's looked amazing. awful. And no, but I took it like, yeah, the video wasn't that great. Yeah, you know what? It was one of our first, you know, and but I found that people, once I responded kind in a kind manner, either didn't respond to me, a lot of them apologized, said they misunderstood. Like it was crazy because at first I didn't do anything. And then there were a couple of people that would defend me in the mix. So then I went and commented on them and then other people commented. And then at that point I had to just comment. So, yeah. yeah. And, and I don't, I care what the people in my life think. Some people or somebody on Facebook with a picture that may or may not be real or on Instagram or whatever social or YouTube, whatever social media, they don't mean like their words don't have the impact that like if my husband said that video looks like vomit from the street, (laughs) you know, and a dead whatever roadkill or whatever, like word like that, that would hurt my feelings. Yeah. Now it would never, he would never say that, but it wouldn't, that would hurt my feelings. But, you know, a bunch of people who are getting together and all agreeing that this video looks terrible. It's not that they were wrong. It was that their delivery wasn't Mm. kind as it could have been, but yeah. So I, I answer the comments. I answer the questions and I get a lot of comments on my blog. And sometimes what I'll do is I will actually respond to the people who have emailed me directly to their emails. So it doesn't appear on the blog. And I explain everything to them. We end up having an enlightening conversation. I would say 90% of the time, and then they'll send back a comment that they want to put up. Now they understand. Yeah. It's ignorant wow. sometimes too. Yeah. You've got to be patient right. with people because they just, if you've never been affected by a disease, we have a friend that gets a paper cut and calls in sick from work. And it's like, <laughs> I have a permanently dislocated knee among other things that is quite uncomfortable and painful. And I've had shingles. So the paper cut thing to me, I kind of look, but to them, that's catastrophic. Do you right. Know what I mean, so everybody yes, has their do. level what they can tolerate in that. Yeah. That just that takes a level of massive maturity and just I don't even know what word to put in there. Just like a deep compassion to do that because it is very hard. I'm sure you know this, Karen, but what you're saying is like really, really hard for a lot of people to dig deep enough to be able to do, you know, like how do you just, is it practice? Is it having struggles to go through that give you perspective? Like how do you have any encouragement for people? Like how to get over that just really hard thing? You want to lash out and be like, you guys are insensitive. You're rude. You know, like you want to say all of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. I do. And the reality is, is that when you engage in combat with them, you give them what they want and it doesn't stop. So Mm -hmm. part of it is strategic. 
in the sense that I've learned in all my years of blogging. And at first, when I started being a social media manager, I did everything myself. Now I have quite a few people that help me. But it's I, I found that by you kill them with kindness. Yes. And also, it that doesn't hurt me. Because getting angry, getting frustrated, getting sad, getting like all the emotions that come with this video looks like horrible. I mean, I'm not, I'm using words they didn't use. They were cursing. They were just, it was horrible. Wow. But it's like, I'm trying to, it's just, it's easier on my soul too. I'm because I don't engage in the anger of it. I just, I, I just let it go. And it does come with experience because at first I was, when I answered the comments, I would get defensive. I would be offended. And then, yeah. and, you know, and then my husband who doesn't quite say a lot necessarily at times, especially about the food blog anymore, because he's moved on to his own businesses and that. But he said to me, why do you care? He said, you should only care what we think. Oh. I remember looking at him because I'll never forget that moment. And it was like, it was, I was overwhelmed by feeling like almost stupid because how did I miss that? But you get so caught up in putting out the perfect recipe. Like for what it's worth, I, at the time when we did that video in 2016 or 2015, the later 2015, that video didn't look as bad as it does now or, you know, a couple of years ago. And yeah, we're getting videos remade and all that. And it's still at the bottom of my YouTube thing. So any of you would like to check it out, it's there. <laughs> and it's hilarious. It's, it's actually funny because I've showed it to friends. And my husband has said, well, you show them that video, you know. But I just think that in order to protect yourself, if you're going to get into food blogging or if you're into food blogging, you can't let trolls or hateful people get in your head or in your soul or in your spirit. Hey, food bloggers, are you ready to receive specialized learning about how to use GSC, GA4, and Pinterest analytics and to have a solid strategy for Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok? Also, to gain knowledge about post structure, blog design, email strategies, digital products, and sales pages, let's not forget about making lifelong friendships and connections leading to collaborations and partnerships, as well as attaining SEO knowledge, accelerated blog growth, revenue and traffic growth, increased confidence, clarity, focus, and so much more. As you know, there is no college degree in food blogging. The eBlog Talk Mastermind will provide you with all the things I mentioned and more. Get answers to your questions within hours and sometimes minutes instead of making mistakes for years and having to do massive cleanup retroactively. Get on the wait list for the 2024 eBlog Talk Mastermind now to take advantage of the offers before we lean into the new pricing. Go to eblogtalk.com forward slash mastermind to find the link. Here is what a few past and current members are saying. Brittany and Terrence, food bloggers at Plant Power Couple, said, If you feel isolated and struggle with believing in yourself, joining the group is the biggest thing that can change your mindset. Barbara, food blogger at Butter and Baggage, says, Since joining the eblog talk mastermind, I've developed confidence in myself and what I can accomplish. It is the best investment I could have made. And Carrie, food blogger at Talking Meals, said, The price tag is minimal compared to what you get back from the group. The motivation and support are invaluable. Head to eblogtalk.com forward slash mastermind. Join the waitlist while the offers are hot. We invite you to be part of the magic with us. 
I think once you get over the hump, like for you, it seems like it was your husband just being straight with you and saying, why do you care? It doesn't matter. And I think it's something different for each of us. But I had a moment too where in the beginning I was like, why are you people being so rude? This is a pasta recipe. Are you joking? Like, And I was getting mad and then I was making myself stressed. And so I had a moment where I just had this thought, like, what if I kill them with kindness? You mentioned this too, Karen. And I started doing that and it actually felt good. And now the bad comments, I don't, they don't even bother me a single morsel, not even a bit, because that's my opportunity to unleash kindness on them. And that diffuses everything. Once you do that, they're like, oh, okay. And they back off. Or like you said, they even might apologize. Yes, There's power in kindness all the time. It, and power for us and power for them. Power, and right. it, it's like sets, it shows them an example of the way things are supposed to be. Because yeah. really, we're not supposed to be that mean to each other. But the internet allows people to have courage where they wouldn't like these people wouldn't say that to me on the street. I'd say 90% of them would not even, it wouldn't even occur to them to say it, but you know, but I love it. I love it that you do it too. It's just, and, and once you start, it's just getting, getting it out of your head that you're going to change their mind. Just don't even entertain the argument. Let them think what they want and just say, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. It's unfortunate because it's one of the most popular recipes in our house. And if you just take a moment and try making the recipe, then I would love to hear what you think rather, you know, like there's so many ways of doing it, but yeah. Yeah. I always say, like, first of all, like, thank you so much for commenting. And I write it in that in that way. Like, I'm actually saying that, like, oh, thank you. I really do appreciate your comment. Yep. I'm sorry you feel this way. Here's blah, blah, blah. And just, like, thinking through how you would say it to someone in person, I think, helps somehow. You know, and you're not just, like, writing words on a screen. You're really feeling those words. Like, I have compassion for whatever you're going. Clearly, you have some anger, what you know, something going on in the background. And I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry for you. And that just that feeling behind what you're how you're responding to it. Definitely. Definitely. And I love also that because what I always do at the beginning of every comment or, or response is I'm like, thank you for taking time out of your day. Or thank yes, you for yes. the taking the time to comment. And because it, it is People need to know that their time is valuable just as mine is. And even if yeah. it is a comment that's mean and just awful, I, always, I, I try to lead with that. Yeah. No, that's a great way to let them know that you value their time in just a few words. I love that. Yep. So what other challenges would you say have presented themselves that you've navigated through? Well, I've had to hire people to help me when it became too much and the deadlines and that. So at some point you have to find good people. It took me like, it it takes time. For example, the, the lady that helps me with my websites, she is the only one that hasn't ripped me off ever. She is the most honest and the only honest one that I've encountered. And I advertise for free for her on my website Mm. under blogger resources so that any blogger that wants an honest web person to help them on their website can go there and get her name because Gretchen is great. But 
you got to understand how much money I spent before I found her. <laughs> and because people promise they always want to be paid up front, this is the internet. It's a different thing. Yeah. So finding those people you trust, I mean, it's not always easy, but it's probably vital. And then once you find them, isn't it just so precious to have those people in your world? Yes, most definitely. Yeah. So hold on to them. Once you find them, treat them well, love them and don't let them go. No, it's true. It's true. And But you do that with people that you work with because you, you, you've got to find, I went through a bunch of different people when I started and over the years, and now I've got a great group around me. We work well together. We all gel well together. Like it just works and keep going and don't keep anybody that isn't doing what you want and Ooh, you think is bad. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice right there because it's easy to do that. Like, oh, maybe they'll change. I can just teach them that, you know, you keep kind of rationalizing it in your mind. Why? Because it's hard. It's work to let people go and to have to find new work or new people. But yeah, I, I think that is a key piece of advice right there. Just let them go if it's not feeling right. For sure. And, and, and now also I, I don't do all the photos myself. I just can't. I do the recipes and I have a photographer that I work with, but another photographer that I worked with, I would send her the recipes and she would adjust them. And I could not believe that I was paying her to adjust my recipes the way that she thought they should go, not the way I did. Oh, you mean the actual written recipe? She would alter yes, it? Yes, she would alter it. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I have this like I have this bread that I make every Thanksgiving, Christmas. It's a wonderful sage bread. It's just, it's like stuffing in bread. I could eat a whole, almost a whole loaf myself. <laughs> and so, but what you're supposed to do is put it, you form it into a loaf, put it on a pan, and it becomes like a, it's an oval loaf. And what she did is she took some of the onions out and she put it in a loaf pan. And what it did was it took away from the look and the feel of the bread. Oh, yeah. And it became this loaf of bread. And I thought, I just paid for pictures that weren't what I wanted. And anyways. That but is crazy. Yeah. What's crazy is I stayed with her for a while. And then finally, one of the other bloggers that I work with went, said, I have a photographer here who will do what you want. And so, and, and that's how that ended. But it's it's weird how we'll accept things like that. Mm, yeah. And I still have those recipes on my computer that I've never published or pictures. So I ended up paying twice for the same thing. Oh gosh. Yep. Oh no. I did. Oh, so I think we, that's a good reminder to evaluate those things that we're holding on to that we don't need to hold on to anymore that will, when we let them go, they can actually bring ease and flow and goodness into our businesses, right? Definitely, definitely, definitely. How do we pinpoint what those things are? Do you have any tips for that? I find that if something takes too much effort, and I'm not talking about hard work, but I think like working with that photographer was too much effort, too much stress and negative stress on me. And I think when that happens, rather than trying to fix it, I think we have to politely walk away and find someone else. 
and there are lots of people that'll do it. So I, like I would say I, you identify it by how it makes you feel interacting with them. If it makes you feel stressed and anxious, which it was doing to me, here I am paying her and I'm nervous about what I'm going to get back. That was craziness. So now I've got uh, some photographers that work for me that do what I want and I'm happy with the product. So that's a signal just paying attention to and being aware of the feelings and the emotions that come up when you, yeah, when you're working with certain people or doing certain projects. And then that might be an indication that you need to find someone else or outsource or somehow unload. Well, yeah, because you know what? Life is too short and food blogging, you can get so caught up in it that you stop living and there has to be a balance and if food blogging stresses you out, makes you angry, anxious, irritated, you lose sleep, wake up in the middle of the night. I had a client that with Pinterest, when we were archiving her group boards, actually had an anxiety attack, couldn't sleep because she'd worked so hard to get on these group boards. And that's how consuming food blogging can be. Mm-hmm. And now we laugh about it. But at the time, I even felt some of her anxious, like her anxiety, because I had archived a bunch of my group boards too, because on Pinterest, you know, they've got different suggestions now. Yeah. But yeah, and it's it's about, I think there has to be a separation between the food blogging and the rest of your life. I think you can't get so consumed by it. Yeah. Oh gosh, that is so true. It can be so consuming and it's a slippery slope for me. I can slide down that hill really fast, even after all of these years of having practice and knowing the importance of balance and having that knowledge and all of that. I can still go there sometimes and I have to, but now, you know, I can. I've done it for so long that I'm aware and I'm like, oh, wait a second. I recognize this. This is going in a bad direction. But if you're a newer blogger, I can see not knowing that and just letting yourself, you know, letting yourself get consumed. And I call it like I get obsessed. I'll be like, I have to do this with Pinterest or I have to do this project. And I just start ignoring things in my life. I start ignoring my self-care and my wellness and my sleep. Yes. And that's not good. Never good. <laughs> no, it's never good. And it's like the world is not going to come to an end. Like, right. okay, we're not talking about contractual obligations, sponsor, like the, we're not talking about that kind of stuff. But for the most part, if I'm developing a recipe and I wake up not feeling well, I can do it another day. And and yeah. it's okay. It just has to be okay. Oh and gosh, all of yeah. it can wait. All of it can wait, but I. But when we we start our blogs, because I bet you did the same thing I did. It was once I started having a few recipes take off, and you get a taste for it. You go put your head down on your computer, and you just start. And then you look up, and it's like, what month are we in? Oh, <laughs> this is really Christmas. Like I almost missed Christmas one year because I was trying to get all my content out. And and I missed out on the joy of the shopping and the joy of decorating my house because it was all about getting Christmas posts out. And this is before I knew like on Pinterest, you have to get them out three or four months sooner. 
So I was even rushing to get Christmas posts out like two weeks before Christmas to publish it on Facebook or wherever. But yeah, it's crazy. It happens. I feel like I missed a few years of my boys' childhoods. I mean, I've I'm here, but my my mind was not for a lot of that time, and I feel really sad about that. I've I've come to the place where I'm I accept it because there's nothing I can do about that now. True. But I like mentioning this because I want to help other people avoid this, especially with children. You want to take advantage. And so now I'm at this place where I do. I put my work down all the time. I try to enjoy every moment with them. Now they're teenagers, but I still try to. But it's a good message to put out there, especially people with young kids, you know, and enjoying holidays. Like you said, don't let Christmas pass you by. Don't let your children's childhoods pass you by. Put your work down once in a while and just enjoy. It's true because I I hear when when you say about your your children, there's a few years there. It's like my grandson. Okay, so I'm working at the computer and it's like I turn around and he's, you know, he's a baby and he can't walk by himself. And then it's like I turn around because he's tapping me on the shoulder and he wants to come up and sit on my lap. And it's like, wow. He got big fast. Yes, I know. And yeah, I was there for the little things, but I wasn't 100% present, which robs him and me, uh, myself, of some like great memories. So yeah, it's, and you can't Mm -hmm. beat yourself up for it. It is what it is. And, you know, and now you got to move on. It's just now that you know better, you got to do better is the way that Maya Angelou put it. Her quote was way more eloquent than that, but <laughs> we got the gist. That was that was well said. <laughs> Once you know, you got to do it. So yeah, and and it's hard. But and and as women, I think we manufacture guilt. Even if like if we should feel guilty, see, there's the word should. But if if we're supposed <laughs> to feel guilty for something, we we make sure we do. And when we're not supposed to feel guilty, we even make sure that we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're really good at that. <laughs> yeah, we're experts. Experts yes, at it. Unfortunately. Yeah, and it and it is unfortunate because we waste so much time. And it's like I, I hope you don't feel bad, but I get it. I get it. Because you, you can't you can't undo it. But then an old guy that I used to know, he told me, he said, You can't wait. He said, You go um, you can't it's okay to rent property in Pity City, but you can't move in. What I learned from him was put time limits on it. So if I wake up and I'm just thinking, oh, I can't do this. I just don't feel good. I go right away. You're having a bad day. Don't even open the computer. Put a time limit on it. So maybe I'll go back to bed and then I'll wake up with a new attitude. Or if I can't go back to sleep, I'll say, you know what? I'm going to feel crappy for today. I'm going to embrace it and do what I can to make myself feel better. You know, self-soothing, self-care things. And then tomorrow I'll get up and I'll rock the world again, you know, and that Mm. you just look forward to the next day and you hope. I actually love that idea of renting and not owning because I feel like we do all need to just occasionally rent sadness or rent tiredness or exhaustion, whatever, fill in the blank. But then, but then you're done and it's okay. Like it's okay to feel it and then it's okay to move on. Yes. And it protects us in a way from being depressed all the time or being sad about it all the time. Yes, like right. 
time limit on it, being aware of that. And I, I think it's all about protecting us so that we can be the best us we can be. Not just in our businesses, but in our lives with the people yes. that we love and care about so much and that we're doing this for in the first place. So yeah. just to keep that in your mind too. This is such an important conversation, Karen. I truly appreciate you and just you bringing this topic and being vulnerable to the table. And we appreciate you. And And I am in awe of you, honestly, with all that you do, your businesses and you have a husband and family and other things going on. And I'm just like so inspired by you. Well, thank you. Cause you inspire me too. Aww. You really do. I think, I, I think having this blog, I'm sorry, the uh, podcast I think is amazing. I find you incredibly inspirational. I love the topics that you cover and I'm honored that you allowed me to participate and, you know, to come on an episode. I'm just grateful. The pleasure is all mine. And I'm thank you for saying all of that. That was so sweet of you. It's truly an honor to have you here today. It's true. Are there any little tips that you want to mention before we say goodbye, Karen? I think, well, you know what? If anyone has any questions or issues or whatever about social media or about how I cope and that, feel free to reach out to me because I'm sure there'll be some information in your notes. But I find that patience, persistence, and perseverance are always rewarded. Mm. Oh, that speaks to me. I love that. Yeah. No, it's, and it's very, for me, it's very true. And this blogging thing doesn't happen overnight. And it would be nice if it did, but it doesn't. You just have to keep going and going at it and have to remember at all times that life is so much more important than anything blogging. I mean, the people that work for me, if, if something comes up, it's like family is always more important than food. If they have to call in sick or if they can't do some work for a day and that somebody else has got to cover. It's like at the end of the day, those that are close to you are what's important, not, not our food blogs. Yes. I mean, our food blogs oh. are important, but that's, I just, yeah. Perspective, yeah. right. Having perspective on that. Yes, most definitely. Most definitely. Oh. Great way to end this. Thank you so much. And in addition to those amazing words of inspiration, do you have a favorite quote that you would like to share? I have a couple. I have a couple. Like my whole life, I have loved the quote, if I do what I always did, I'll get what I always got. And I find that now I'm constantly switching things up to make things different. I love that quote. I just, that's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. but it, it's not I, it's nothing inspirational I don't think or oh that's inspiring that's thought I mean it's thought provoking because yeah if you're doing the same things and you're not getting the results you want then try something new right yeah and and it's like but then I've got my patience persist like there's a whole bunch of quotes that keep me and get me through the day you know and it's yeah. like making friends the best way to make friends is to share food mm-hmm. so true oh my gosh that's so true so there's a whole bunch of them, but yeah, I, it depends on what mood I'm in. So on what yeah. my favorite <laughs> quote is, but yeah, I wish I had something so much more lightning, you know. Oh no, I think that was amazing. It's very, yeah, it produces thought for me. So thank you for sharing all those. We will put together show notes for you, Karen. So if you want to go peek at those, you can go to eatblogtalk.com forward slash kitchen divas 
tell everyone where they can find you. They can find me. I'm at kitchendivas.com. They can find me on Instagram. I am slash two kitchen divas. Uh, what else am I on? Uh, I can't even remember now. YouTube and <laughs> kitchen divas. If they just search for kitchen divas, they can find me on all the platforms. Amazing. Everyone go check Karen out. And thanks again so much, Karen, for being here. And thank you for listening today, food bloggers. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Eat Blog Talk. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you posted it to your social media feed and stories. I will see you next time.